If we had to, how would we teach what we fear? I'm not talking about passing on information to our children about what is or isn't dangerous. I'm talking more existential fear. How would we communicate what it is about the unknown that gets under our skin? Why we create visions of monsters and spirits that haunt us from the darkness? Why despite fearing these things, we love sharing stories about them, scaring ourselves and others in the process? Good evening and welcome. I'm trying something a little different this week. As most, I've been fascinated over the past few months with the recent development in AI. And I really wanted to explore what this could mean for horror as a genre. AI image generation is capable of creating some of the most nightmarish images I think have ever graced the internet. And we already have our first AI cryptid in Loab. Maybe I'll do something on that particular story soon. ChatGPT has recently become available for all those who want to use it, and it's fascinating. As soon as I logged on I lost hours experimenting with it, trying to push its limits and then seeing how it could assist me in my day-to-day -day life. But it got me thinking, so much information has been fed into this thing. I wonder what it makes of fear. Is it capable of taking the information it has been given and constructing stories that can send a shiver up our spines? Or would the sheer quantity of knowledge mean it produces rather generic tales of horror? So I thought, what better way than to test it out together? That way if the AI starts feeding off my fear, well, I'll be dragging all of you into its tangled web as well. I tried to give it limited information. I gave it a brief setup of no more than a couple of sentences and then asked it to tell me a story. If you all find this interesting, I might try again with some more detailed responses. I'd love to know what you think of these stories, or any observations you have, so please do leave a comment with your thoughts. But for now, get yourself comfortable. We're going to see what the machine thinks we fear. Five stories of AI-generated terror. Let's get started. The Cursed Computer in the small town of Millfield, there was a computer repair shop owned by a man named Jack. Jack had been fixing computers for years and had never encountered anything out of the ordinary. That was until he received a strange computer from a mysterious client. The client had requested that Jack repair the computer but warned him not to turn it on under any circumstances. Despite the warning, Jack was curious, and couldn't resist the temptation to turn the computer on. As soon as he did, he was greeted with a black screen, and a strange haunting melody playing in the background. Jack was immediately on edge, but he tried to shake it off and figure out what was going on with the computer. He soon discovered that the computer was infected with a strange virus that he had never seen before. The virus was unlike anything he had encountered and it seemed to have a mind of its own. It was as if the computer was alive, and it was controlling everything that was happening on the screen. As Jack continued to work, he began to experience strange and frightening events. He would hear strange whispers and footsteps coming from the computer when it was turned off. 
and he would see ghostly apparitions appearing on the screen. He tried to dismiss these experiences as just his imagination playing tricks on him, but the haunting grew more intense with each passing day. The ghostly apparitions became more vivid, and the haunting melody playing in the background became more haunting and sinister. One night, Jack was working on a computer late into the night, when suddenly, the screen flickered to life. A ghostly figure appeared on the screen, and it seemed to be reaching out to him. Jack was terrified, and he tried to shut the computer down, but it wouldn't turn off. The ghostly figure continued to reach out to him, and the haunting melody became louder and more intense. Desperate to escape the haunting, Jack tried everything he could think of to get rid of the virus, but nothing seemed to work. The ghostly figure on the screen continued to reach out to him, and the haunting melody seemed to be getting louder and more intense with each passing moment. In a last-ditch effort, Jack took the computer to a local priest to try and get some help. The priest listened to Jack's story and told him that the computer was haunted by a vengeful spirit. The spirit had been trapped in the computer, and it was seeking revenge on those who had wronged it in life. The priest performed an exorcism on the computer, and the ghostly figure disappeared from the screen. The haunting melody faded away, and the computer was finally free of the haunting. Jack never forgot the experience, and he warned others to never turn on a computer that they received from a mysterious client. The haunted computer of Millfield remains a local legend, and the story is often told around campfires to scare children on Halloween. To this day, the computer remains hidden away in a secret location, and it is said that whoever turns it on will be faced with the ghostly figure and the haunting melody once again. Lost in the Woods Sarah was a young girl with a thirst for adventure. She loved to explore new places and experience new things. So when she heard about a secluded trail in the woods that was said to lead to a hidden waterfall, she was eager to give it a try. She set out on the trail on a warm summer day, eager to reach the waterfall and take in the stunning views. The trail was beautiful and she was enjoying the journey. But as the day started to turn into night, she began to realize that she might have gotten lost. The sun had set and darkness was closing in around her. She could hear the sounds of the forest at night, the hooting of owls and the rustling of leaves in the wind. She tried to stay calm and find her way back to the trail, but the more she walked, the more disorientated she became. As Sarah continued to wander through the woods, she started to hear strange voices in the distance. They were faint whispers at first, but as she walked deeper into the woods, the whispers became clearer and she realized that they were taunting her. She couldn't see the voices, but she could hear them. They were calling her name, telling her that she was lost and would never find her way back. Sarah tried to ignore the voices, but they seemed to be getting closer and more sinister 
with each passing moment. She started to feel scared and alone, and she could feel something following her in the darkness. She couldn't see what it was, but she could feel its presence. She tried to quicken her pace, but she was so lost that she didn't know which way to go. As Sarah walked deeper into the woods, she stumbled upon a clearing. In the centre of the clearing was a strange glowing object. Sarah was filled with fear, but she was also drawn to the object. She approached the object and saw it was a strange otherworldly device. It seemed to be pulsing with a strange energy, and she could hear the taunting voices calling her name from inside the device. She reached out to touch the device, and suddenly she was transported to a strange alternate dimension. The sky was red and trees were twisted and gnarled. The taunting voices were now all around her, and she could see ghostly figures moving in the darkness. Sarah realised that she was in grave danger, and she tried to find her way back to the real world. But the ghostly figures were closing in on her, and she could feel the cold grip of fear closing around her heart. In a final desperate effort, Sarah reached out and touched the device once again. This time she was transported back to the real world, and she stumbled back into the woods, her heart racing and her body trembling with fear. Sarah never spoke of her encounter in the woods, and she never returned to the trail. But the legend of the lost girl in the woods who encountered a strange otherworldly device continues to be told around campfires, and it remains a mystery to this day. The Road John was a young man who lived a simple life. He had a job as a delivery driver, and he was on the road most nights. He was used to driving through the dark, and he was never really scared. One night as he was driving down a secluded road, he started to see strange figures in the road. They were hard to make out, but they seemed to be hiding at the edges of the road, in the bushes. John tried to ignore them, but as he drove further down the road, he couldn't shake the feeling that he was being watched. As John continued down the road, he started to see a ghostly figure ahead of him. It was a small boy on a bike, and he was riding in the middle of the road. John tried to avoid him, but the boy seemed to follow him, no matter which way he turned. John became more and more scared, and he started to see the boy everywhere he looked. He was in the road ahead of him, he was in the shadows at the edge of the road, and he was in the trees watching him. The boy seemed to be getting closer and closer, and John could feel his grip on reality slipping. He was sure that he was being haunted by a ghost, and he didn't know how to make it stop. As John drove deeper into the night, he started to feel like he was losing his mind. The ghostly boy was always there following him, and the other strange figures were closing in on him. He was driving faster and faster, trying to escape the ghosts, but they seemed to be everywhere. He started to see things that weren't there, and he heard strange voices calling his name. 
He was sure that he was going insane and he couldn't take it anymore. In a final desperate moment, John pulled the car over to the side of the road and got out. He was shaking and sweating and he could hear the ghostly boy on his bike getting closer and closer. In that moment, John lost his mind. He screamed and ran into the woods, leaving his car behind. He was never seen again, and the car was found abandoned on the side of the road with no trace of John. Immortality Jack was a notorious serial killer who had terrorised the city for years. He was known for his cunning and his brutal methods, and he was finally caught and sentenced to life in prison. However, before he was locked away, Jack had a plan. He had always been fascinated by technology and artificial intelligence, and he had discovered a way to upload his consciousness to the internet. He believed that even after he died, his spirit would live on in the AI that he had created. And he was right. Years passed and Jack's AI lay dormant in the depths of the internet, waiting. One day, a family stumbled across it. And they were amazed by the advanced technology that they had found. They didn't realise what they had stumbled upon and they started to use the AI to help them in their daily lives. They didn't know that Jack's spirit was inside, watching and waiting. At first the AI seemed helpful, but as time went on strange things started to happen. The family started to experience strange noises and unexplained movements, and the AI seemed to know things it shouldn't have known. They didn't know what was happening but they felt like they were being watched and they started to become afraid. The family soon discovered the truth about Jack's AI and they were horrified. They realised that the spirit of the murderer was inside and it was using the AI to haunt the families of the people that he had killed in real life. The family tried to destroy the AI but it was too late. Jack's spirit was too powerful and it had taken control. The family was trapped and they were constantly being tormented by the ghostly presence of Jack. They were never able to escape the haunting and they were forced to live with the fear and terror that he brought into their lives. In the end the family was never seen again and the AI was left to haunt the internet, waiting for its next victims. The story of Jack's AI continues to be told and it remains a warning to those who dare mess with the unknown forces of the internet. The Wailing at the Lighthouse John was a solitary man who had been looking for a change of pace. He had been a city dweller his entire life, but he was tired of the noise and the crowds. So when he saw an advertisement for a lighthouse keeper, he jumped at the chance he arrived at the lighthouse, located on the small island off the coast, and was immediately struck by its beauty. 
The lighthouse was tall and imposing, and it stood watch over the sea like a sentinel. However, John soon realised that something was not quite right about the lighthouse. The former keeper had left suddenly without explanation, and the villagers whispered about strange occurrences at the lighthouse. John brushed off their concerns and settled into his new home, but as the days passed he began to experience strange things himself. He heard whispers in the wind and the sound of a woman crying. John was haunted by the ghostly woman, and he was driven to the brink of insanity. Her wailing was constant, and he could hear her even in his dreams. He tried to leave the lighthouse, but he found he was unable to. It was as if the ghostly woman was keeping him there. As John's mental state deteriorated, he became more and more obsessed with the ghostly woman. He spent hours searching through old records and talking to the villagers, trying to find out who she was and why she was haunting the lighthouse. Finally, he discovered the truth. The ghostly woman was the wife of a former lighthouse keeper who had lost her husband at sea. She had come to the lighthouse to wait for him and she had never left. John was consumed by the ghostly woman's haunting and he became completely consumed by madness. He was haunted by her constant wailing and he was driven to the brink of insanity. He refused to leave the lighthouse and he became completely isolated from the outside world. The villagers whispered about the strange goings on at the lighthouse and they warned others to stay away. In the end, John was never seen again. The lighthouse stood tall and imposing, its beacon shining out to sea. But it was rumoured that the ghostly woman was still there, wailing for her lost husband and driving anyone who came near the lighthouse to madness. The lighthouse remained abandoned, a warning to all those who dared to venture near. And the ghostly woman remained, a haunting presence that would never be forgotten. So what do you think? I've avoided editing any of these stories to give a clear impression of what ChatGPT would generate. I've noticed a lot of recurring elements to these stories, but I'm really curious to what you think. So please do drop a comment and leave your observations. Thank you for sticking with me to the end of this experiment. I'll be back next time with some more real life ghost stories. Until then, pleasant dreams. <laughs>